it's more than just a race. Um, you know, you're providing people like an outlet and something to look forward to, uh, and to push them to be a better person. Um, and it just, it, it meant a lot to me to hear how, you know, like just me putting on this event, like affects people because I get that effect from going to other races, but to be able to provide that for someone else or a group of other people is just, uh, very, uh, humbling and just kind of amazing. Where do you find a family of communities connected by the storied Mississippi River, where young explorers and dreamers, investors and entrepreneurs thrive? Where can you connect with real people living and creating in a place that's as genuine as it is quirky? QC, that's where. Thanks for tuning in to QC That's Where. I'm Katrina, your host. And today we've got Luke Guyton, who is the owner of FitWave, FitWave Gravel, which is a brand in the athletic sphere. And it is really going places um, from a gym to races. And Luke, I want you to just go ahead and dive into what these races are and kind of where you're headed and what your vision is. So FitWave itself uh, started out as a gym uh, that's been around for over two years. Uh, we mostly work with youth athletes, helping them to develop strength in order to further their athletic goals. We also work with people just trying to be generally overall healthy to enjoy life outside of the gym. Um, however, I'm a huge cyclist as well and gravel riding. Um, so just like what it sounds, riding a bicycle on gravel roads has really taken off over the past couple of years. Uh, and the gravel riding we have in the Quad Cities here is just, it's impressive. It's some of the best uh, in the country, actually. Um, doesn't seem like it would be because, you know, people think Iowa, what's special cornfields, but we're actually number three in the country, Iowa is, for the amount of gravel roads that we have like, per mile. That's one thing um, about the Quad Cities, I think, is that like there's a lot of different terrain and a lot of different amenities that people aren't just, they're just not familiar with because we're not like, you know, touting, touting it from the mountaintops, but there is yeah. so much here and, and you're tapping into that. Yeah, very much so. Um, so last year, I kind of just last minute threw together a race. Uh, it was called the Turkey Burner, took place from Leclerc, um, and it was it was very successful. Uh, and I had a really good time doing it. And it was the, the coolest thing was just seeing the excitement on people's faces um, when they finished, ultimately, like just they were exhausted, but they felt so accomplished. And it was just very rewarding for me. Um, cause I, I personally love that feeling and kind of like feed off of that feeling. And how long um, was the Turkey burner? Well, how many miles? So, so the, the Turkey burner was 60 miles or 30 miles. Okay. So just two distances. Um, and we had about 70 participants. Um, so a decent turnout for the first time. Um, and yeah, that kind of got the ball rolling and, and got me thinking about some things over the winter. Um, and I decided to put together four races. The first one was uh, in April uh, of this year. It was called Hell of the West. Um, and it was, it was very, very windy. It lived up to the name and the expectations. Um, <laughs> and it, it was an awesome event. The second one uh, was called the Hatchet 100. And that one was in June. So about a month ago, um, actually a month and a day ago to be exact. And that took place from Wildcat Den, uh, a very unique 
cool course. Um, and then our next one is actually September 11th and that's called the hammer hundo. And it takes place from, um, loud thunder forest preserve. So are you saying, that, yeah, sorry, please. Oh, I was going to say that one will be, uh, probably the most unique terrain wise. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people from the Quad city area are not familiar with riding out there too much. Right. Um, so kind of open up some eyes to, uh, what we have here. So are you seeing with each race that comes up that more and more people are, you know, word of mouth taking, taking part and signing up? Um, you know, it kind of ebbs and flows. Uh, in hindsight, I would not have done a race in the beginning of June. There's graduations and, oh sure, you know, um, just a thousand and one different things going on. Yeah. Uh, so that was poor planning on my, my side of things, but I learned from it. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it's, for the most part, everything's, it's kind of picking up momentum and more people are starting to know about the events and follow us on social media and, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. So yeah, it's growing so, organically. So I noticed like a little bit ago, you mentioned that you, um, last minute put together the turkey burner. What does that yeah. look like to last minute put together, uh, an, a very elaborate race like this? Um, <laughs> It actually went really well. I so like one of my uh, good qualities, I guess, or traits is that I can I'm like very detail oriented, so I can yeah. think things out pretty uh, thoroughly. So it actually went together very well. Um, surprisingly, like I think I I didn't even announce the race until less than two months before it. Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, it was it was very successful for the. For what we did with it, uh, sure. we gave away a whole turkey. Um, so it was oh, actually like the, a frozen, frozen it was the Jenny prize. Hunter. Yeah, that was oh my first gosh. Place. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, awesome. Yeah, and like I think that's what created such a draw to the event is because it was different uh, and kind of fun and quirky. Um, so really plan on feeding off of that for this one this year. Mm -hmm. That kind of addition. So, oh, um, do you, you, you came in to visit Quad Cities a, a while back and we chatted about fit waves. This is how I kind of got to know what your vision is and, um, what is going on with the business. Um, what do you expect fit wave to like turn into? Like, I don't mean to be like, Hey, what do you want to do with yourself in five years? But like, where, where is fit wave going in sure. the next 12 months plus? Sure. <laughs> um, so gym wise, I would like to continue to grow that. I, I would like to help as many people as possible, whether it's just someone trying to be healthy. Uh, but I, I'm especially passionate working with athletes, um, helping them uh, being an athlete myself. It's very relatable. Um, I love working with hardworking individuals. So I really want to see that program grow and develop. Um, but on the, the gravel riding slash event side of things, my goal is to grow it as much as I can. Mm -hmm. um, I would love nothing more than to see one of these events turn into a nationally recognized event um, to where we have people flying in to participate. Um, and it's, it's well known as a, you know, tough Midwest Iowa uh, event. So that's, yeah. That's my goal. That, so that's one thing about what FitWave Gravel offers. It's, you know, you're setting up an experience for people who, you know, otherwise, like, 
wouldn't know a good route or like, you know, wouldn't have the safety of having a group of people to do it with. Um, like speaking from experience, um, so I'm from Michigan and me and a group of friends, we used to do our own like all-terrain bike ride, mountain biking, but you'd go in through like stick fields and rocks and gravel and loose, you know, dirt roads, everything, yeah. the whole nine yards. But we had to put it together ourselves and yeah. make sure we knew the route. Cause if you get in the middle of whatever woods or whatever weird County road, you're going to be like, Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> how, do I, how do I get out of this before sundown? So yeah, yeah. the fact that you're now providing a service where people can have this experience and know they're going to make it out on the other side. It's a positive thing. <laughs> Let's take it back in time a little bit. And I want you to talk about how did you get involved in like the athletic sphere? Uh, yeah. So when I was eight years old, um, I got into BMX racing and I raced at the East, East Moline BMX track with Paul DePaul. Um, and I did that for 11 years and was very competitive in it. Uh, and during that time, it definitely created like a deep passion for bicycles, uh, and for competitiveness. Um, so that's how I kind of got started. And then as you know, I got older, I kind of transitioned into more cycling, um, fitness, more fitness geared riding and whatnot. Um, and kind of just went full steam ahead with that as well. So where does the name fit wave come from? Um, so I was just, it has nothing like there's no special <laughs> name to it, to be honest. Uh, I had heard somewhere that like creating like a unique name that like has part of what you do in it. And then, uh, like something random. Sure. So I just like came up with it and it, it had a good ring and, uh, it clicked and <laughs> made a logo. I mean, Hey, that's, it's marketing and you know, it's what you got to do. So no, I like it. Fit wave, fit wave gravel. Um, and then whatever other, uh, expansion that the brand will, will see in, in its future. It's exciting. Um, yeah. so thinking back at all the races that you've already conducted, is there like a highlight or a fun memory or something that really stands out so far? Um, Probably the thing that's like been the coolest is I took uh, my dog to the vet. My dog's like my kids, um, but I took my dog to the vet and uh, the vet that we go to actually happened to do the first race. Um, and he kind of pulled me aside and told me like how, uh, how much the event mean to him and like, you know, how it's like, that's something that he looks forward to is doing these, these races. And like, it's more than just a race. Um, you know, you're providing people like an outlet and something to look forward to, uh, and to push them to be a better person. Um, and it just, it, it meant a lot to me to hear how, you know, like just me putting on this event, like affects people because I get that effect from going to other races but to be able to provide that for someone else or a group of other people is just uh, very uh, humbling and just kind of amazing to do. And it probably makes it all worth it. I've never, you know, organized a race before, but I can only imagine that you're eating, sleeping and breathing race preparation beforehand, right? Yeah, it's like 
you know, like a couple months out, like it's like, okay, yeah, we have this to do this week, this to do this week, like not a big deal. But then like two weeks out, it seems like it's very much like, okay, there's a little bit more pressure, a little bit more. Because a lot of things you can't do until, you know, two weeks out or a week before, three days before. So then, yeah, the week of, and then especially like 48 hours before is very busy, like very, very busy. Is there like a FitWave team or a support system of workers that you have on your side to help with everything? Um, So some of my uh, gym members actually volunteer. Um, We have a very tight knit community and they come out and help. Uh, So between them and like my family um, and all band together. Yes. So yeah, because they're probably, you know, there's, there's permitting involved. There's um, health and safety elements. I'm sure that you have to pull in. So yeah, it's, it's not an easy, <laughs> it's not an easy feat, but it's so cool. Um, what is the longest distance that you personally have ever raced? Um, like 110 miles. Okay. Um, so Yikes. <laughs> yeah. And actually like in the gravel scene, that's not that long. Um, no. I just did, I just did a race. Um, it's like the world's biggest gravel race. It's called unbound in Kansas in, yeah. in the beginning of June. Um, and that race had a 350 mile option. So participants go, they start at 4 PM and they go through the night. Um, and I think the first person finished in like 20 hours. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like 110 miles is not much compared to what, uh, some of these guys and girls are doing. No, that's, it's so true. And it's, you know, when you look at these on the surface, it sounds crazy. They sound like crazy distances. They sound like crazy terrains, but then, you know, if you, if you do it or if you're part of it in some way, volunteering or otherwise, you're, you end it all with an experience and a story and a, a real nice sense of accomplishment. And I think that that's really the most important piece of it all. Mm-hmm. I, I, I truly believe, um, you know, it does take a certain type of person to do any sort of gravel event or athletic endeavor when they are an adult. Um, but I think, uh, as a society, you know, like, like our, our lives have be- become like relatively easy. Like we don't have to hunt for food. We don't have to worry about getting ate by a bear or most people don't, I guess. Um, <laughs> guess it depends so, on where you live, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so because of that, you know, we're, naturally just kind of seeking out difficult things to do you know because because through adversity you find fulfillment and satisfaction in life um so going through hard things especially physically like if it's a sporting event whether it's a ultra marathon running race or marathon or you know whatever someone's hard is it really does help them to be a better person a better mom dad brother sister co-worker just person of society you know um so yeah yeah well said and have have your family members or have your friends kind of gotten more into this space because of your influence and and what you've created um yeah like i i've always been very health minded and uh fitness oriented um so yeah like my mom's very much into exercise and taking care of herself um and yeah all of 
or most of my friends are ride bikes in some capacity. So yeah, very much. I try to be, try to be a good influence on people. Right. So. That's what it's all about. You had yeah. mentioned previously that, um, and I don't think you're doing this yet, but like you, that you, you would hope to, with the races, you would be able to run out equipment, um, for people. Is that something that's on the horizon for you? Um, it's something I would like to do. Um, there's two factors right now. The first factor is just like the financial cost of it. Yes. Um, as a smaller event, you know, we don't have a ton of capital to be able to throw into like five or six bikes quite yet. Um, and then the other issue is just getting bikes, um, ever since 2020, mm-hmm. um, when kind of everything fell apart, uh, bikes have become really hard to get, especially like a gravel bike. Um, so once they become available, hopefully by then we have, uh, some capital to be able to purchase, you know, even if we can just get three bikes to start out with, uh, you know, three is better than zero. Right. So. And then you open the door for three more people who otherwise wouldn't have been able to do it. 100%. Is it, is it just because of the popularity of biking since COVID came up? No. So the issue with that is it's just a supply chain thing. So oh. all the bikes are basically made in like an Asian country. Um, and from what I know, they still have like very strict COVID guidelines. Um, and they just got so backed up like, because they had so many different shutdowns, um, that it, it's just led to like this massive disaster, uh, when it, when it comes to getting bike parts. I mean, just like, even like people are having trouble getting bike chains right now, depending on the type of chain they use or just like small parts that you'd be like, seriously, you can't, <laughs> there's none of those. Like really? Now we um, know what industry to get into bike part. Seriously, bike part if, someone, if someone could manufacture bike parts in the U S they would be doing very well. Oh my gosh. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully that smooths out soon. It was so cool when like one, I guess, silver lining, of the pandemic was people were like just trying to find an outlet and get healthy and okay yeah. I can't be with my friends inside but I can at least be with them outside on the mountain bike trails or you know road biking or whatever you know gravel, yeah. what have you so um yeah I, I definitely feel like the brand and the endeavors that you're pushing toward are gonna be successful um what do you think it is about the quad cities that's you know made it a good place to start um, the type of gravel, like I had mentioned earlier that we have here, um, it's just like very chunky and hard, you know, it just, it, it makes a difficult race. Um, but then I think just, if you look at the geographical location of the Quad Cities, we're pretty centrally located from a lot of big cities. I mean, you have Chicago, you have St. Louis, Minneapolis, Indianapolis, Des Moines, um, Kansas city. I mean, that's all within six hours of here. Uh, you know, and I know in our meeting, the amount of people who live within kind of that radius was mentioned, but yeah, it's a ton of people. Um, so I just think, you know, like with 80 being right here, we're just, we're easy to get to. We have the infrastructure to support, um, you know, thousands of people coming in for an event. Whereas some of these other communities that host big races, I mean, like I stay an hour, hour and a half away sometimes, and that's the closest place you can stay. 
Um, so yeah, just a multitude of different things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the Quad Cities is is ready to host and have people. Um, yeah, like you said, there's tons of different um, there's tons of different big cities that people are you know within a driving distance and people are willing to drive you know a handful of hours to come to something like this and spend the weekend yeah. or or what have you. So um, well, thank you so much, Luke, for kind of explaining all of this. Is there anything else that you'd like to mention on it that I hadn't asked you yet? Um, if anyone wants to find out more information about the events, um, as far as the dates or the categories that are option or offered, or, uh, wants to email me or anything like that, uh, if they go to fitwavegravel.com, um, there's a bunch of information on there. And then our social media, I try to post on there, um, on a somewhat regular basis, um, <laughs> post more when there's an event coming up, but at least once a week. So. Uh, check that out as well. And that's just at Fitwave Gravel on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Perfect. And then as you have races coming up, we'll make sure that we get them um, added to visitquadcities.com's event calendar. So there's another place that um, I'd like to invite people to keep an eye out for stuff happening in their area, or if they're willing to travel a little bit, want to get in on these races, can find those there as well. Um, and then Luke, I want to throw it to you. It's a tradition on this podcast. I always have the guest finish the statement. QC, that's where. It's at. I love that one. <laughs> <QC> <laughs> that was just the first thing at. I came up with. <laughs> that's awesome. QC, that's where it's at. Thank you so much, Luke. And thank you all for listening. Um, remember, you can find Fitwave Bravel on social media and visitquadcities.com is always your best friend for uh, other events happening in the area. So thanks a ton. Thanks for listening to QC That's Where, a podcast powered by Visit Quad Cities. Text Visit QC to 38314 for insider events, activities, and updates sent straight to your phone. That's V I S I T Q C, one word, to 38314. Message and data rates may apply.